Excellent adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, so good to be back here, guys, talking to you about all the fun that's been in our lives. You know what I was looking at? What were you looking at? I was looking at the menorah. And how the were bad Jews? And thinking about how I wanted to light the candles after we're done recording. Well, that's great, honey. That's a very good thought. We hope everybody out there is having a good Hanukkah. Hope you're getting ready for Christmas. Hope you're getting ready for whatever holiday it is you're celebrating. And if you're not celebrating any holidays... I hope you at least have an extra day off somewhere in there so that you can enjoy some time with yourself and your podcasts. <laughs> Which is what the holiday season is all about. Yeah. You're around family. You don't want to really be around family, right? Pop your headphones on. Yeah. Listen Let, to something. Maybe listen to something at, at 1X. Let Matt and really indulge. take you through the holiday season. <laughs> Um, guys, we'd like you to please leave Apple podcast reviews. This seems to be important. My wife keeps writing it down. I just, I just think, you know, it's one of those things that you just keep reminding people and then eventually they do it. I don't know. I think the people that have done it have done it. You the do? The end. There's no more reviews to be written. Okay. I've decided. Uh, don't forget about our Facebook group. It's a great community of people who go, who are going through this, have been through this, or are thinking about going through this. It's just good all-around conversation, support, and uh, probably adorable photos of pets. And, and I'm not in it, but there is a spinoff group for people who have gotten pregnant or had uh, children after doing IVF, and I, its numbers just keep going up. So wow. that is also a popular place for people to hang out. Yeah, you can find out all about that if you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Excellent Adventure. The other thing you can do is go to excellentadventure.com. That's our website. You can go there. You can find our Patreon page. Thank God Patreon has decided to stick with the way they were billing people originally. That was a big kerfuffle. It was quite a kerfuffle. Uh, they don't want to, we don't want you guys to have to pay any more for the two awesome bonus podcasts you get if you donate $10 a month. Uh, and that, I got to tell you guys, that really does make a difference with us every, uh, every single month that we it really, really does. genuinely appreciate all of you listeners who have supported us on Patreon. Um, there's a link to do that on excellentadventure.com. You can find that out and uh learn. or you can just go directly to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure yeah you could do that too but uh you want two bonus episodes every month all you have to do is donate ten dollars a month and you know we don't have an episode we don't have a real episode next week so That's that might be a perfect true. time to do a bonus it's not a perfect time it's probably the best time we have yeah. to crank out too anyway yeah we always get them out by the end of the month sometimes by the skin of our teeth but we want to make sure that everybody knows we're thinking of them if you're donating on patreon we're thinking of you more than everybody else <laughs> uh you can email us at dory and matt at gmail and matt and dory at gmail and of course you can call us at 413-461-BABY we have no voicemails this week that's true i was listening to the fret files and they also had no voicemails this week interesting it's suspicious right yeah Star Trek The Next Conversation has voicemails. Hmm. Um, Does James Bonding get voicemails? We don't have a Google voice number. Is that deliberate? Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so if you're not a Patreon supporter, this is our last episode until 2018. We're going to take the week off so that uh, Dory and I can 
have a happy holiday, a.k.a. I'm just going to work, and then Dory's also going to work, and then we'll eventually be off. <laughs> I mean, just, the, you know, the lot was clearing out today. I bet. You guys are like the only show that's working next week. Probably. Well, maybe not. I need water. Okay. Because I'm being dried out. Can I just have that? Are you sick? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Thank you. We should get a humidifier. It's the main side effect of the drug I've been taking. What drug is that, Matt? Dry mouth. Since it's not prescribed, I'd rather not say. Okay. Uh, you'll find out next week, everybody. <laughs> this is from Hannah. Oh, jumping in already. That was ridiculous, guys. Updates from us. Dory tried to get uh, all of our bills taken care of for for once cfp um <laughs> for once we're not dodging them we called them well dory called them. i called them well and first i tried to pay online because it seems like you can pay online through their website and i kept getting an error so i called them to be like i can't like it's not working and they were like oh yeah you can't pay your bill online that seems we don't have suspicious. that set up and i was like oh why do you have it on your website then? And she didn't really have an answer for that. So I paid the outstanding $5,800 bill that we had. Um, I paid $700 of it with my the rest of my um, FSA card for the year because I still had $850 on it. Nice. And you can roll over $500. So I was like, oh, might as well. And then put the rest of it on the old Delta Sky Miles Amex yeah pretty exciting yeah pretty exciting stuff we love a 14 percent interest rate no i have a special promotional 6.99 percent interest whoa on that one everybody wang chung tonight that was not at all sung to any tune (laughs) no um but uh oh and then i was like um because you know this new tax bill which seems to be working out great for nobody. Who knows what's going to happen? And I read something that was like, if you can get your, if you can charge medical expenses this year, you should do it. And so I was like, we know we're going to be doing another. I meant to get new glasses this this year. You have, you know, you have vision coverage now. I did not know that. Yeah, you do. Okay. So when you go, you can just ask them to look it up on vs tell them you have vsp and they'll look it up great and i think you get a free pair of frames like every buckle up lens crap well i don't need the frames frames i have i just want to put new lenses in there i think you get those free you know for me eyeballs guys yep they get worse and worse every year mine don't that's good um anyway so i was like i know we have to do another retrieval and transfer um can i just pay for it now so we can deduct it in 2017 and she was like oh well we used to do that but we don't do that anymore. And I was mm. like, wow, that is that is like doubly unhelpful. Truly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck you and fuck you. They should be like, hey, you want to pay us? That's new. Uh, here, pay us. I mean, I guess what I assume probably happened is that people prepaid and then didn't end up using... And then wanted to and get then chargebacks. Wanted their money back, and then it was complicated and like whatever. And mm-hmm. I get that, but like maybe just tell me you don't do it. 
don't tell me you don't used tell to. you used to do it <laughs> where does that get me uh, more in, more, more annoyed makes you feel more inconvenienced <laughs> yeah it makes me feel more inconvenienced more resentful and more annoyed yeah that's the so, cfp way yep so here we are great clinic though love our doctor um we do love our doctor yeah and uh do you need more water probably okay are you are you pregnant yet I don't think so. You know, because we tried naturally. So I figured you'd be pregnant by now. We didn't really give it like... The old college try? A real college try. No, we gave it the best try we could with the Beauregard Bosch. No, we did it once. We were supposed to do it... How many times were we supposed to do it? We were supposed to do it at least twice. (laughs) And I wanted to do it again, and you were like, I have to go. (laughs) You were. (laughs) When? You were like, I have to go. Yeah. Uh, You were like, I have four minutes. Yeah, we were running late because of... As though that wouldn't have been enough time. The dog. Wah, hey. wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Sweet burn, Dory. <laughs> when she's right, she's right, ladies. Anyway, um, no, you like we just, we didn't have enough time. And then I think you were gone that night or something. Mm. I don't remember. Live show or something. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think we did enough anyway. So did it enough. Whatever. I, I we wasted all those follicles. We could do it 900 times and still not get a baby. You don't know that. I do. No, you don't know that. Okay. Well, that was that was our week. Um and uh anything else IVF related? Hmm. Nope. Okay. Anything else you want to mention? Anything else going on in your life that you want to share with fellow eggheads? Hmm. Um. No. You? No. <laughs> Guys, we have so much going on. It's crazy. I'm excited for Christmas. I'm looking forward to the holiday. It's our first week off together yeah. since July. Yep. Um, and uh, it's going to be good, I think. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I don't know what I'm looking forward to more. The not doing work or the not doing work. I thought you were going to say, getting to spend time with my amazing wife. Wow, that's always a given. Sometimes it helps to say these things out loud. Well, you tried to send me to France by myself this morning, and I was like, what? No, why would I do that? Oh, boy. (laughs) That's right, everybody. Dory tried to shove me away (laughs) with with, um, not great excuses. Hey, guys, my paperback is out April 3rd. <laughs> no, that's not the excuse I was talking about. You're like, I've been there five times. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that wasn't the excuse. What was your excuse? This is a bad conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought we could take a nice another trip at a very low cost, thanks to my friend having an apartment and a room and me having a lot of miles. You do have a lot of miles. But Dory was like... Go by yourself. 
Nope. And I was like, do you... Okay. I thought it was like marriage test where like she's like, wait, does she really mean I should go by myself? Or is this one of those things where I should not go by myself? And then I settled on, it's one of those things where I should not go to France by myself. So uh, we worked through that this morning, guys. Oh, my and God. And we got there. This is not what went down, but whatever. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm... I'm anxious about the release of my paperback. What does that mean for an author to have a paperback release of something? It means it's a, another excuse to get people excited about your book. Okay. Buying it. Yeah. Reading it. Yeah. Talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not as big a deal as your hardcover release, but it's mm-hmm. like another thing. And you're supposed to like try to do press around it and do events and stuff. Well, honey, you wrote a timely book. I know. So my book is out April 3rd. Matt was like, I want to go to Paris in April. And I was like, okay, well, let me just check with my agent and see when she thinks would be safe to go. And she was like, well, definitely don't go the first week. And then I haven't heard back from my publisher about when these events are going to be. And I just was like getting very anxious about the whole thing. And Matt seemed like very hot to trot to go. And I like... I like Paris, but it's also like, you know, I don't know. It's it's like I want to see Scott. I got to do another feed. I know, and I and and I know that you want to go to Paris, but I also feel like at least fifty percent of that is wanting to see Scott. So seventy. Yeah. So it's like then then maybe you should just go see Scott. And then I was like, that's the test, guys. No, the you... test is: Do you go on a trip without your wife to see your friend? And the answer is always, don't do it. Okay. She'll passive-aggressively destroy you when you get back. I know Dory's ways. That's really mean. What do you mean? That's really mean of you to say. What are you talking about? I'm just, I'm just truthing with my, with my eggheads. I wouldn't passive-aggressively destroy you when you get back. Okay. Fine. I'll allow it. That's a Dory promise, guys. So tune in in April. Oh, my God. Matt is smirking. Tune in in April, everybody. Smirk. That's my trademark gotcha journalism. (laughs) Tune in for the follow-up interview in April. This podcast has gone off the rails. Do I go on a trip (laughs) without my wife or not? Cliffhanger. That, also, also, really may I add, we don't, now. we don't know what's going to be happening with IVF. Oh, that's true. That's very true. Like this retrieval is not going to be till beginning of February. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the earliest that a transfer could happen would be March. It's going to step on everything. When I have to go to South by Southwest. Oh, no. When's that? March 13th. Holy boy. Hoy boy, indeed. So, I don't know. There's just like a lot coming up. As there always is. There's never is. not a lot coming up with us. Oh, God. I'm sure that the retrieval will happen while I'm in New York. Yeah. And I'm sure that the um, the transfer, knock on wood, we get a healthy embryo. No guarantees there. Uh, if the, we don't, we're just going to transfer the one that we have on ice. Okay. Anyway, the transfer would be probably when I'm, or you're gone. Wait, you don't want to transfer that one we have on ice? 
The boy? Yeah. I don't know. He's probably a real dum dum. Why do you say that? Probably takes after his dad. Um. Anyway, Honey. it's just a collection of cells. <laughs> Hi, Matt and Dory. Oh this email's from God. Hannah. I just did the thing where I paused the podcast to write in. This is in response to Sally. My best friend sent me this when I was getting ready to talk Wait, to my parents. Sally is the one who wanted advice about asking, like she was going to see her parents over the holidays and she wanted to talk to them about IVF, mm-hmm. but she was nervous and she thought she was going to start crying and like she didn't know what to say. Did Sally write back, by the way? No. Hmm. I wish the people would write back after Sometimes we answer do. them. Uh, came from a book she was reading about coming out, and it was extremely helpful and applicable to any Wait, situation. Did you, I think you skipped a sentence. I was getting ready to talk to my parents. I didn't skip a sentence. You cut me off. To talk to my parents about Wait. non-traditional baby making. My, this is in response to Sally. My best friend sent me this. Yeah, I said that. I feel that. like you missed that No, part. I said that. Okay. Guys, listen to the edit. There's no edit. Just kidding. <laughs> I was getting ready to talk to my parents about non-traditional baby making. It, it came from a book she was reading about coming out, and it was extremely helpful and applicable to any situation where you have to tell someone you love something that is hard to say. I've attached a picture she sent me. But here's what you do. Number one, I have to tell you. I have this something is, to tell This you. is what you say. Number one. I have something to tell you. Two. Here's how I'm worried you'll respond. Three. Here's how I want you to respond. Four. Here's what I have to tell you. There you go. I practiced before I told my parents because I too was worried about being an emotional wreck, but with the formula, it was way better. I I like a formula. You love a plan. I do. Uh, I still cried, but it was okay. And my parents were nothing but happy and excited for me, which I knew they would be. But I didn't make it didn't make it any less hard to tell them about it. Thanks and thanks for reading my email about the shared help program last week week. I was tickled. Best Hannah. Thank you, Hannah. Now we have a Hannah, that is good advice. That is really I like good that. advice. You sort of like diffuse their anger. Yeah, because you Or like, annoyance. You sort of like anticipate You're like, bitches, this is what I think you're gonna do. And here's what I'd actually like you to do. Yeah. I'd like you not to be bitches about this, mom yeah. and dad. It's kind of genius. I, like, I would, I would use that in many situations. I think it's great advice all around. Yeah. Come at me, bros. That's what you say. Cool. That's the, actually, that's number five. Come at me, bros. After here's what I have to tell you. Then Come you say me, five. Come at me, bros. Cool. Yeah. Um, so we got another email about this from someone who had a little bit different advice. Shoot. It's from Anonymous. They say, hello, Matt and Dory. Telling toxic parents is different. They cannot slash choose not to empathize with you. Constantly ask if you are pregnant when they know you struggle. They make snide comments, but not all the time. Not enough to cut ties with them, but enough to make you seethe to your spouse after they leave. (laughs) That's funny. I told my parents on no uncertain terms they were not allowed, that's in all caps, to ask me about a baby, that we are trying, it's not working, and that they will know when I tell them. Thanks to therapy for helping me set boundaries. Best of luck to others out there with similar situations. I do think that's a 
good distinction. Like, is therapy supposed to teach you boundaries? Because I don't know that I've learned any. Um, it doesn't. Yeah, I think I think therapy often teaches you boundaries. Hmm. Do I have any? You have no boundaries. That's. I didn't think so. <laughs> Do you need boundaries? I don't know. Maybe I annoy people. Well, I certainly annoy some people. Thanks, Twitter. Um, but I don't know. Um, anyway, point being, I think that's that's also good advice. Set boundaries. Yeah, I was talking to my therapist this week, um, who I've apparently been seeing for two years. I didn't even realize it. Did it, did you have like a like an anniversary cake for you? Or we something? had a party, a small party. I was the only invitee. Oh, and uh, we just talked about my week. That's so sweet. Yeah, it was a really good. <laughs> it's a great party. Um, At eight a.m. Yeah, eight a.m. on Thursdays. <laughs> that's the best time to have a party. But yeah. uh, we talked about me being. He asked if I ever get mad or angry at people, because he said that I never express anger. In therapy. Mm, interesting. And I and he, and he says, you don't seem like you're a mad person. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I have moments of arguments, but I'm never, I don't actually get angry at people, I don't think. Yeah. I just hold grudges until people die, but that's different. <laughs> that is. Do you that's think like, you keep anger inside? Do you think you have anger that you're not expressing? Not really. I think it just comes out like... um sadness <laughs> do you think you have resentment for whom i don't know i'm asking the people on my list uh, oh. <laughs> um no does he think you should have more anger no he just was expressing the fact that he doesn't think i'm an angry guy and i hadn't really never really thought about that yeah it's like the idea of like getting mad at someone if you're a parent and they're coming to you with something Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, I don't, I don't really see how that would, how I'd be angry. Sometimes you get angry at me because I drive you crazy. Um, we do have occasional <laughs> fights. <laughs> I do, you know, I always discuss them. But I feel like we're very open about them with each other. We are. And I think that's very helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. He was, I was, I was talking about how I don't, uh, fully express my appreciation for my wife, Dory, Mm -hmm. in, during like the daily course of events. And he's like, well, that's weird because like that's all you do in here. And I'm like, I know. I get it out here and then I leave. I mean, even now, you're not really expressing appreciation. I'm talking to the eggheads. Right. Uh, not you're you, honey. The um, but uh, just wanted you guys to know that I'm <laughs> very appreciative of everything that Dory does, up to and including things as small as taking Bo out in the morning if I have, say, therapy. Or if, um, you know, I have, uh, I mean, anything. You do, you do so much, and I appreciate it. But I wanted to tell uh, the eggheads and Kirby, my therapist, before you. (laughs) Uh, But he, you know, 
He knows. I, I was in therapy. You know, I went to therapy for you because I didn't want to be a bummer around you. I know. Which and I was and, and I occasionally still am. Yeah, but you've gotten so much better. Yeah. I also work a lot. Yeah, but I think therapy did help. I mean, even in the very beginning, I remember you coming home sort of like, 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 like you were, you were like filled with wonderment that someone would just sit there and listen to you for an hour. Like, cause you're not someone who really like talks, you know, you're not like an attention seeker. So you're not someone right. who's just like going to gab about themselves it's for a like weird an hour. way to describe someone who has many podcasts. I seek no attention. No, but it's different. Like, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Anyway, that's that's a little Matt's therapy vignette. There we go. That's a, that's a segment that could come back if you like it. <laughs> I was supposed to have therapy this morning, and I didn't end up having it. I did notice that Bo liked my Instagram at 9.30, and I was like, Bo, are you in therapy with mom right now? Yeah, he took my phone. No, just kidding. Um, no, she... My therapist lives... Uh, on the East Coast. And the town she lives in, it was very icy there this morning and their internet had gone out. And so oh. we we were trying to FaceTime and it wasn't going through. And you know, I don't love to talk on the phone mm-hmm. with my therapist. I would rather be like face to face. And then she was like, well, I could drive into the village and go to a, go somewhere with better internet. And I was like, that seems very complicated. Like the village in manhattan no no she lives um in the hamptons well good for her um and i was like that seems complicated let's just reschedule does your therapist listen to this podcast no no mine doesn't either and part of me's like you could save a lot of time (laughs) if you just listen to this podcast Uh, Uh, my therapist did ivf though Oh, and doesn't listen to this podcast? That's out of control. She did it like 20 years ago. That's rude. Why would she do it so far away from <laughs> now? Anyway. Uh, this is from Pilar. Hi, Matt and Dory. Hi, Dory and Matt. It said, hi, Dory and Matt. I put my name first like a real <laughs> asshole. Uh, I'll talk to Kirby about it. Uh, love your podcast. Not an IVFer. Just had more trouble than I thought I would when trying to get pregnant. As an A-plus student, immediately, I immediately felt like a failure when I was doing everything right. So your podcast was a healthy reminder that the struggle to create a baby is a thing, and I'm not an anomaly. Pilar continues, I finally decided to email in response to episode 63 for the woman wanting to tell her parents about her IVF journey. Totally understand. I can't feel sad around my mom without breaking down because she's my mom. So if Sally doesn't want to cry or make the whole thing on their trip... And make it a whole thing on their trip. Boy, maybe consider calling first to introduce the topic in a matter-of-fact way like Matt suggested. That way, when you see them in person, they will have had time to process and you can decide whether or not to talk about the hard time you've been having. I like that advice. It's a decent advice because it uses portions of my advice. (laughs) For the woman looking for a Con, uh, convenient, non-taxing way to find a therapist, I would suggest Talkspace, which is an app-based a therapy service with certified therapists. You can video chat, text, or leave voice memos with for your therapist. Uh, at your conscience and based on your preference. At your conscience. I think she meant at your convenience. Oh. Also for Matt and Dory, I found out that at Talkspace uh, about 
I found out at Talkspace. I think she means I found out about Talkspace. Because they sponsor other podcasts I listen to. Maybe Talkspace would be a good fit since you guys promote therapy so often. Not affiliated, just a lazy person who likes to talk about my problems. Hey, Talkspace, get at us. Sure, hit us up, Talkspace. We talk all the time in space. (laughs) Cheers from Vancouver, Pilar. Sorry I butchered reading your email, Pilar. Um, that's good advice. And yeah, people were talking about how we used, how, um, I got, how I got my therapist today at work and a, a couple of people were, and we were discussing that a lot of it is just proximity to your home. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, my therapist is in my home because we FaceTime. Mm. It's very convenient. Sometimes convenience is key. Um, this next email is from Kate and that's C-A-I-T Kate not K-A-T-E cool hey Matt, Dory and Bo in response to your email earlier this week that was in search of a therapist and found it daunting I was absolutely in the same boat earlier this year I'd never talked to a counselor of any time of any kind before and it was an overwhelming idea but hit with unemployment infertility and a celiac diagnosis I got very sad very fast in 2017 also 2017 just kind of sucked my initial therapist was a recommendation from an infertility support group I attended and I met with her every other week for a few months I liked her, but I didn't always feel like I was getting what I thought I wanted out of those sessions. She didn't really talk to me. I would ramble on and on. She never asked any questions, and it felt very one-sided. I didn't know what to expect from a therapist in the first place, but I knew this wasn't the right one for me. Her office was also not really close to my home or work. There we go. Convenience. Exactly. And she only had midday hours, so I had to use my lunch break to meet with her and try my best not to cry through appointments since I had to head back to the office. This sounds inconvenient. We have a lot of lunchtime therapy people at work. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How do they have time? Don't you only have an hour? Yeah. Do they take extra time? Listen, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not policing anyone. <laughs> uh, she also didn't take, unless there's like a Sony lot therapist. There is not. She also didn't take my insurance and each appointment was $120 a pop. Not the ideal therapy scenario. Not at all. I used psychologytoday.com to find my th- current therapist and I couldn't be happier. Well, I guess I could. I am in therapy. <laughs> Good point. I like that. The site allowed me to narrow down my search geographically and by specialty. So I was able to find someone close to home with evening hours who takes my insurance and also focuses on infertility. Nailed it. Trying out the first lady also gave me the confidence to look for what I wanted out of that relationship. And I'm a lot more satisfied now. I think psychology today is a great resource and maybe that will help some other listeners. It's definitely helped me. Hope you have both have a wonderful holiday. Enjoy that vacation and give both lots of kisses from North Carolina. Love Kate. Um, Kate, I didn't see the top of that. Give Bo lots of. I just saw kisses from North Carolina. I was like, this is an interesting way to sign off an email <laughs> from a listener. I mean, she's very, uh, she's very expression-y. Um, there you go, everybody. Just find someone close to home. Yeah. I feel like I might have found your therapist on psychology today. Or or I looked on the WGA. Maybe I looked at their insurance and see who took insurance. I don't remember. There's a number of maps that will lead you yeah. to a, hopefully a good therapist. Yeah. Uh, avail yourself to them. Come on, people. Come on, people. What are you doing? All right. We're going to talk about this. X gene, this fragile X gene. Yeah. 
Hello, Matt and Dory. This is from Aaron. I got pregnant naturally with our first at 31 and decided to do genetic testing because I had no family history on my father's side. I found out I was a fragile X character and met with carrier and met with a genetic counselor. Our our child had a 50-50 chance of getting the fragile X gene. Luckily, I'm a low carrier, only a 5% chance of it affecting our child. We found out it was a girl who's now 2.5 and wonderful. That's two and a half for anyone listening. Uh, we don't know if she's a carrier carrier yet but we'll find out in a few years anyway we wanted another child and we really debated if we wanted to try for another one fragile x affects boys a lot more and we decided not to risk it we went with ivf and i was told i'm poor responder because of the fragile x our first clinic was recommended by my ob and after round one we've had no embryos make it to day two i was devastated since getting pregnant just one and a half years earlier was fast we found another doctor that had experience with Fragile X, and he changed my protocol, and I had one embryo make it to five days. That's my glass. Um, you just spit it back into the... That's crazy. I was going to, and then I was like, oh, that's gross. That story is very <laughs> strange. That I would Not that I would want the water from her mouth back in the cup. Um, we found another... Back to the Fragile X doctor changed protocol. They got... Uh, one embryo. It took five days to be tested for carrier status. It took three weeks to be tested, and luckily, I'm making it to five days, rather, and luckily we found out our little boy wasn't a carrier and genetically normal. Another two months for my cycle to come back, and I became pregnant, and he is five months old. Oh, Wow. That's a good story for Aaron, all those people. stop showing off. <laughs> that's, no, but that's a good story for all those people who are like, I only got one embryo. Yeah. You know, like, it does only take one. That's true very true except in our case it takes like a lot long story but my point is find a good doctor that has experience dealing with fragile x our babies do not respond bodies oh boy the same way i ovulate every month with plenty of follicles and all my tests are normal my husband's counts are also normal but whatever reason fragile x and the ivf drugs just didn't mix well thanks for the great podcast it's been a big help for me um we, I was talking to a friend at work who uh, is a fragile X carrier and has a daughter and had been pregnant before. And uh, the struggle that, that she and her husband went through regarding whether or not to uh, have the baby, mm. regarding the fragile X, not knowing. Mm. Is her husband also a fragile X carrier? Um, I don't believe so. Um, but since it happens on the X, yeah, she said her advice: if you're going to do IVF, put the boy in. Mm. Less of a chance. But it affects boys more. Which one is it with less of a chance? The girls. I think the girls. That's what. It, that's probably what her advice was. Yeah. <laughs> I've confused everything, <laughs> especially the important parts. Um. All right. I'm going to read the next email. Okay. Okay. This is from AJ. Um, hello, Matt, Dorian, eggheads. I don't know if this is something you would know or if you could send the egg signal out for anyone who would know. Oh, here we go. Sending out the egg signal. Sometimes it's a sperm signal. Why is it an egg signal now? Sometimes it's an egg signal. Sometimes it's a sperm signal. All right. In May, I went off my birth control pills for the first time in 10 years. P.S. About the five year mark, I just stopped having periods while on the pill. Mm. Interesting. I'm tracking my periods on an app and I've come to find that they're all over the place. One cycle is 28 days, then 32, 35, 38. 
Before I went on the pill, I always had irregular periods because I was a dancer and worked out a rehearse pretty much 15 hours a day since puberty. Whoa. Oh, boy. I never thought much about it because I wasn't having sex then. Now I'm 30 and I've gone off the pill because I thought we might try to start family planning soon, but not just yet. We are using non-hormonal birth control methods like condoms and sponges. Mm-hmm. Plus, I felt like the pills were giving me She-Hulk rage whenever I was on my period, so I wanted to try non-hormonal treatment. Anywho, I'm worried about whether or not this irregularity is going to be a big problem whenever my husband and I do finally s- decide to start trying, especially because it seems that all of our friends who are in their late 20s and early to mid-30s have all been having problems conceiving. Is there anyone out there who can shed some light on this, like how irregular is irregular and when should I start worrying? Thanks to health insurance and their once a year coverage, I won't be able to speak to my gyno until February. And Googling basically only tells me my worst fears and that I may have cancer. Don't Google. Which I doubt, but still. Anywho, thanks for the podcast and the advice. Love to you both, Bo, and all the other eggheads. AJ. All right. This, the egg signal has gone off. Used to be a sperm signal. Now it's an egg. No, signal. it's sometimes an egg signal. It's whatever like, it needs to be. Yeah, it's whatever it needs to be. I think for this particular email, it needs to be an egg signal. Well, I guarantee you, there are people out there listening who are going to say, "No, it's exactly how I ovulate." Well, what I was going to say is, first of all, I have read that it can take up to a year after you stop the pill for your period to become normal. Mm-hmm. So. You only stopped in May, so you're still within that year. Yeah. So that's one thing. The other thing is you might not be ovulating. Mm. Um, you can test this with ovulation. You can get an ovulation um, ovulation tests that you, you know, pee on a stick ovulation tests. Yeah. And you can just test test like that whole week that you think you should be ovulating and see if you're ovulating. And if you're not ovulating, then you know, hmm, okay, I'm not ovulating. This is probably why my period's so regular. And that's some data that you can have to go and talk to your doctor about. Because mm. if you're not ovulating, there, you know, there's some other issues um, that your doctor can, can address. Well, I think that's good pre-signal advice. Thank you. Even though I'm sure she's Googled the same stuff, honey. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. 
and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the Honeycomb Arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Great yep. name. Thank you. Well, that's not your name. Oh. All right. I'm going to read it. Okay. Because I feel like it. All right. Warm greetings from your neighbors up north. I have followed your podcast for several months and it's been great to listen to both your experience and the experiences of eggheads around the world. My husband and I have struggled with infertility for two years now. We were told we had unexplained infertility, but an early transvaginal ultrasound found that I had adenomyosis, which is basically endometrial tissue in my uterine wall. I was assured by my family doc, OBGYN and fertility doc that it shouldn't impact my fertility. This sounds like it actually did. This is a classic (laughs) flip joke. Me, being a neurotic lady with a background in research, pulled the most recent meta-analyses I could get my hands on, and the clear message was adenomyosis negatively impacts fertility. Well, there you go. And lowers both pregnancy and live birth rates following IVF. Initially, my husband and I decided to pursue an international adoption instead of going the IVF route, Mm. and we are currently midway through that process. Nice. Due to the huge financial burden of international adoption, ours will cost over $60,000 without travel costs factored in. Mm. We decided recently to also do a round of IVF and put some embryos on ice for our second child. Oh, boy. There's a lot happening. That's a lot of money. I shared the research I mentioned with my fertility doc when we met last week, and he was very receptive to my questions and took copies of the studies I found to look into the topic further. I'm wondering if any eggheads with adenomyosis, particularly particularly without endometriosis, have attempted IVF. I would love to know what their experience has been. Interestingly, some medical professionals theorize that adenomyosis may be the cause of unexplained fertility and recurrent miscarriages for some women struggling with infertility. 
Many physicians have limited training in diagnosing and treating the issue. And beyond fertility concerns, it can be an extremely painful condition. That's interesting. Um, frack. Dory, why are you fracking? She wanted to remain anonymous. Who did? This emailer. Did you say? I don't think you yeah, said. We, oh, we I was did. a big fan of her name. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. I can cut the name uh, out. I'm sorry. That's all right. My bad. Let's just say, guys, it was it's an anonymous email, but the name was pretty great. <laughs> uh, have a wonderful holiday season. Please send our best to Bo. There you go. That's Dory for you. She usually gets it right, but occasionally she shows she's a human being. I was just trying to show everyone that I'm human. Yeah. Thank God you did. Because quite frankly, you sometimes act like a robot. Um, I do? Yeah. Guys, I just want to tell you, all you eggheads out there, how much I appreciate <laughs> Dory going through these emails and sort of pulling them together and, and making sure that we have a, a show for you guys. Um, did you notice that they are thematically organized today? I tend to think that you usually do group them anyway. I do. I try. But yeah. I've, today I was it's like... It's not that I haven't noticed that. Okay. I've told the eggheads many times. <laughs> I've noticed that you And your therapist and your coworkers. Everyone but Dory <laughs> knows how great Dory is. That's my song for you, eggheads. <laughs> Matt, you know, mm. I've been meaning to tell the eggheads how great you are. Oh, this is a load of bullshit. <laughs> this is from Sarah. I'm a Mormon. I live in Virginia. My boyfriend is a Mormon. He lives in D.C. We have emails. This is crazy. I, I only thought that Utah Mormons have emails. This is, so this is new information. Should we remind everyone about... Um, ghost babies? Ghost babies? I don't know. Let's see what this email is about. Uh, my boyfriend got me hooked on this podcast because he loved the Nerdists, and now we both listen, even though we have nothing to do with IVF. Oh, that's very nice of you guys. In fact, since we're Mormon and not married, we don't even have sex. You guys aren't floating? You know what I'm talking about. We're going to talk about that in a second. Which brings me to this. (laughs) I didn't want to have to be the one to do it, but once and for all, Mormons do not consider floating or docking to be an activity that doesn't count as sex. I don't believe you. Uh, the doctrine is that we don't have sexual relations outside of marriage, and that would definitely fall under the heading of sexual relations. Hey, your definition, my definition, they could be different. Uh, while any Mormon can, of course, do whatever they want, that would violate the standard. Also, as Christians, we believe in the resurrection and eternal life, so we'll have resurrected bodies that can have sex. This is out of control. I was raised Catholic, and we never really thought about them as physical bodies. Well, what do you think? What did, what did Catholics think happen when you get to heaven? Everyone's just hanging out. Yeah. Everyone's chilling, doing whatever they want. Well, you're up there watching a concert with Elvis and John Lennon. You don't think that people are having sex and having babies up in heaven? Maybe they are. Oh, I think everyone in heaven is infertile. You can't just make a new baby in heaven you don't know that guys mormons think you can buckle up i'm gonna blow your mind (laughs) everyone out there i don't think you want to have sex in heaven how would you know how do you know what this is what i'm just telling you what i think okay (laughs) (laughs) which is the word of the lord (laughs) amen um i feel like you're too busy up there doing what what aren't i doing it's heaven i'm probably on the enterprise right now 
Should we watch the Exploring good? Exploring space. Should we watch the Good Place? I hear it's a great show. I hear really good things about yes, it. Yes, I don't know that we should be talking about the show right now because I'm talking about an actual heaven. But the Good Place is about heaven. It is not. Spoiler alert. Also, as Christians, we believe in the resurrection and eternal life, so we'll have resurrection, resurrected bodies that can have sex and conceive, and the babies will have bodies. So you have to stay married forever? That sounds kind of annoying. Uh, our families will be eternal and infinite, and we'll be able to continue as families, progressing and learning and growing forever. We don't know exactly how all this works out, but that's the gist. This is crazy. This is insane to think about the fact that i would have to stay married to dory forever and we'd have eternal family infinite families how would we even remotely think about paying for heaven college what about Bo? does Bo go to heaven i don't know all dogs go to heaven (laughs) oh god uh (laughs) Side note, as a dog mom, it was strangely satisfying to hear Dory felt the need to be validated as a good dog parent. Sometimes, I need validation. Sometimes freak out because my dog Chai maybe didn't get as many walks as Bo did, and I definitely let her sleep on my bed, and I get worried that I'm a bad parent. <gasps> so the fact that uh, so the fact that Dory maybe. Fished for validation from her vet made me feel like we're all in the same boat and trying our best. We love the podcast. I feel like as a non-married law student, the fact that I can relate to it as a, is a testament to the quality of your dialogue and honest relationship. Thanks. Oh, we're so hashtag relatable. Oh, Sarah, see you in heaven <laughs> when we're both on the Enterprise. Unless you don't want to be, because it's heaven. You can do whatever you want. Maybe Chai and Bo will be like best friends in heaven. Maybe Chai, maybe Bo. I, you know what I'd like? I'd like Bo to have an eternal family. Mm-hmm. I'd like Bo to go to heaven. Get his balls get back. Get his balls back. And then make so many ghost baby bows oh. with like a sexy white lab. <laughs> I don't know that that's his type. Bo, what's your type, bro? Bro. Bro, what's your type? Don't wake him up. Bo could also be into male dogs. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't know how to handle it. And that's why he barks at dogs with balls. Maybe that's his flirting. It's more than barking. Maybe <laughs> maybe Bo's into rough heaven dog sex. It's... This is from Trish. <laughs> this has gotten really weird. Is that the name of this episode? <laughs> rough heaven dog sex? <laughs> this is from Trish. Hi, guys. Trish from Canada again. Fun fact, I was raised Latter-day Saint and am a former Mormon. I empath- this is the Mormon portion of the of the podcast. Yes, we've noticed. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I empathize wholeheartedly with the lady in this week's episode who is Latter-day Saint. You can say LDS. I don't like to. because they, they say LDS. It, just, it reminds me of when in Star Trek IV, Captain Kirk trying to play off Spock being a weirdo said that he went to Berkeley in the 60s and was a student radical and did a little too much LDS because he's from the future and doesn't really know LSD. He just tried to pull it from his brain and that's what he came out with, LDS. So that's all I ever think about when I see LDS is that line in Star Trek (sighs) 4. 
Sister, please don't give up your search for a therapist. The intense focus on having children and being a good mother can be overwhelming. I left the church for many reasons, including the scrutiny of being unmarried and childless after the age of 22. I am not suggesting she leave her faith, but to not feel guilty about taking a step back. It's okay to decline to talk and lesson assignments and church callings if she needs to. I did not take a step back. I jumped all in with gusto, expecting to be given the strength I needed to complete my callings, and instead I burnt myself out and triggered a depressive episode. You can say no. God knows your heart. And find someone outside of the culture to talk to. We're not failures and are not lesser women for the way our bodies work. Amen. Here's more ghost baby talk. Matt, ghost babies. (laughs) After Judgment Day, everyone will be resurrected and your soul and body will be reunited. This is crazy. Which body do I get? If I die old, do I get my old body? What if I'm infertile by the time I die? What if I'm no longer producing sperm? My soul then goes into a Help. body that gets new, a new, Help. a new. What if I lose Help. my testicles in an industrial accident? You know, I think you would be a good Talmudic scholar. <laughs> what? Because you really you examine things from all angles. You come up with different scenarios. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, really, like, f- fucking ask the questions, guys. You can't, like... You question things. You don't contextual. That's why, I, that's why my confirmation name was Thomas. Was he a questioner? He was the doubter. Oh, doubting Thomas. Yeah. Oh. He was the apostle that was like, guys, like, I know Jesus is pretty cool, but, like, you really think he's son of God? <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> Confirmation. Guys, I know Jesus is really cool, but... Uh, no wonder you like Jews. Well, Jesus was Jewish. He's pretty cool. Yeah. We're very questioning people. Oh, is that it? Yeah. I tend to think of you as nebbishy and loving bagels. What are some other stereotypes? Uh, let's watch Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> uh, if you've done everything exactly right and have completed every Mormon right in your lifetime, you get to be with your spouse and children back in your bodies. Again, question though, do your balls come back forever? And you can continue to grow your family with the children you were supposed to have in life. Now, if your body, here's, I'm wondering about decomposition. Uh, I'm wondering about a lot of things. Um, but I'm also like, say your balls get cut off somehow. What? Let's say you're, let's say you're catch, captured by Le Chief. All right. And you're brought to an empty tanker of sorts. And he's torturing you, hitting you in the balls with his rope. And then he goes to cut your balls off. And let's say Mr. White doesn't come in and kill the sheaf. And you get your balls cut off. So you're saying you're James Bond? I'm saying, I'm supposing, let's say James Bond loses his balls. Okay. Of course, he'd be suicidal and probably would kill himself with his Walter PPK. But if it was a normal person who maybe wasn't suicidal after losing their testicles, it's probably a horrible thing. And God willing, I don't want to get there. But I just need to know, do my balls come back? (laughs) what is the order in which this happens do the balls appear and then my body shows up does my soul get there before the balls is it soul balls body is it balls soul body is it body soul balls that's the order i would want balls no i want i want body no i'd want soul Body, Body balls. Because then I'd be like, whoa, look at this. Hey. They're back. Fellas, welcome. Also, Matt, sorry, my last email got you upset. It did? 
Wait, you didn't finish. Oh. <laughs> As I went off on a tangent. Uh, forever continue to grow your family and children. Okay. You also earn the omnipotent powers of being a god yourself. Whoa. This is a side swipe I've never heard of in my life. Well. This must be on those gold plates. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is the highest level of heaven. Ah, this is on those plates. Uh, if you miss a step, you go to a lower heaven and become angels for the new gods. So mm. there's a caste system in heaven <laughs> mm. where you have to do the bidding of others. You live your life perfectly. Mm-hmm. You get to get your balls a back. medium level of heaven. Yeah. And you get a schlep for these jerks. Also, Matt, sorry my last email got you upset. I don't remember I don't your last either. email getting me upset, Trish. What was her last email? I don't know. Maybe it was about ghost babies. Also, if you've never had the opportunity to meet and marry a good Latter-day Saint partner in this lifetime, there'll be a chance in the next. But you still have to have completed all the Mormon rites available to you and maintained your purity to be eligible. Oh, boy. I did not qualify. No, you didn't. Well, that was just... I have so many questions. I might do a podcast where I just interview Mormons about and just question. You know, I dated an ex-Mormon mm-hmm. in my 20s. Who do I know that's an ex-Mormon? Doc. Doc used to be a Mormon. Oh, really? Yeah. You could ask him. I will. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Okay. At next week's poker. I look forward to that. Um, all right. This is from Melanie. Hi, guys. Your brilliant secret Santa exchange got me thinking. See, honey? She thought it was brilliant. We had a secret Santa exchange? Yes, we talked about it last week. I don't remember. What are you talking about? Remember oh, there's one in the Facebook group. But you had to sign up by last... By Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Remember it was on Elfster? Now I remember. Yeah. What if we were to set up a buddy system for IVF? People going through IVF could sign up to request a buddy, and people who have been through it could pair up with them to be available to talk them through the tough times and the anxieties through Facebook Messenger or phone if they choose. I was fortunate enough to have four women in my life help me get through the tough times, a mix of friends and relatives who all went through IVF, and two of which also had multiple losses and could really be there for me when I experienced losses. Listening to your podcast and participating in the Facebook group has made me appreciate my support system even more, knowing that there are so many women out there who don't have that. Wishing you a rejuvenating vacation and successful retrieval in the new year. Thank you for creating such an amazing and supportive community. Warmest regards, Melanie. Um, yeah, I mean, we could certainly do an egghead specific version of this. This exists. And I... Some sort have, of IVF blind gift giving? No, like IVF buddy system. Uh, oh, that's interesting. God, that sounds That sounds tough. This this is a thing that exists. I guess I, we have it in our regular we life have, we because have, we have three very good friends. Yes, and we've mentioned the website that does this on the podcast before, and I am blanking on what it is, but this actually does exist. And if this is something that an egghead wanted to take upon themselves to coordinate, I would certainly endorse it. I do not have the uh, time or energy to do it myself. But do you want to spearhead it, anyone out there? But if anyone else wants to spearhead it, I wonder um, how the tw- I wonder how the egghead meetup went in New York. Oh yeah, which would have happened yesterday if you're listening to this on Sunday night. Yeah, hopefully they'll send us some pictures or post them on the Facebook group. They fucking better. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, all right. This is from Elise. Okay. Hi, Dory and Matt. I'm not your typical, if there is one, listener. I'm past childbearing age, like an egghead aunt of sorts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The reason I wanted to write was to thank you for your openness, for normalizing, not hiding, and hunkering down around issues like infertility or anxiety or weight that burden so many people. Mm-hmm. During your last two-week wait, I thought a lot about how you had traded your privacy and space for an open exposure that is clearly a gift for so many of your listeners. When I first started listening to you last spring, I thought, wow, such oversharers. How could anyone talk about themselves so much? <laughs> you are all of our one-star reviews, or are you at that stage? Shining a light on all the rough patches and lumps and snags. What could they get out of this? <laughs> then I went on a giant catch-up. This is like, you know, when you're having that conversation, like, here's how I'm afraid you will react. Yeah. You're going to think I'm a big overshare. Yeah. <laughs> Then I, what could they get out of this? Then I went on a giant catch-up listening binge, bought, read, and loved Dory's book, and by then I was hooked. Hmm. Thank you. I've been thinking about the typical practice of keeping pregnancies private until at least 12 weeks when tests confirm the health and viability of the fetus. And then I thought about how this practice leaves so many people mourning in isolation due to miscarriage Mm -hmm. or need to terminate a pregnancy. Having told no one they were pregnant, their privacy after loss makes them need to paste on a happy or at least business as usual face. While I've never been in this situation, I grew up in a family bursting with sad secrets, including one about a down sister who died before she was one. Yikes. Oh, that's so sad. So kudos to you for putting your, for your bravery and putting it all out there. That bravery stood out for me as I, along with all your listeners, hoped hard with you during that two-week wait. All that time I was thinking, how can they do this? If the news isn't good, they'll have to grieve so publicly with no private space for themselves or their sadness. And when the result was, was negative, there you were again, back in your place, hashing it out with each other and for all of us, showing us grace and resilience and love. Hmm. Each week you make me laugh out loud, think about all I can be grateful for, including my adult children and grandchildren, and appreciate you more. Thank you, Elise Barr. P.S. Matt, I'm married to a crazy guitar and other fretted instrument <laughs> musician slash collector, and I never before and never before you had I heard of anyone else who talks about the constant hunt, trade, need to acquire a never-ending quest. Sometimes he hears me listening, and when this comes up, he laughs out loud with me. I mean, we have the need and desire. <laughs> I've sold ten guitars and bought nine. Yes, so. <laughs> you know it's a net it's a net loss of guitar and i try not to you know spend too much more on the new guitars but it's like a constant shuffling sometimes i'll sell two guitars to get one guitar and you know you're i'm always looking i always think i'm done no you don't no i do i always think like i've got everything i've got it all but then a rando thing will show up and i'm like oh Maybe I do want a 1972 Fender Mustang. What if you just stopped looking for a while? <laughs> what? Stop looking. You know, it's part of my... You know how you got your... Your, like, spots you hit when you go to the phone? Yeah. You're like, boom, I'm going to pop over to CNN or HuffPo or Slash Film or Reddit. I look at none of those regularly. All right, those are all things I look at. Um, <laughs> I uh, you always go to eBay always pop reverb. open. I always pop open Reverb. Maybe you should. You know what? 
you should try taking it off your phone for a few days. Take it off your phone when we're on vacation. But why would you take a thing I enjoy a lot away from me during vacation? Because I feel like you enjoy it, but it also causes you stress. Reverb causes me no stress. I love reverb. Hmm. I love looking at the guitars. I, lo- I really do. Okay. It's a joy for me. All right. But if you'd like to take away some of my joy, <laughs> I'm sure you and Elise would get along just fine. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> this is an email. From You're me. so sassy tonight. This is from Marie. Hi, Dory and Matt. I'm one of the silent listeners. I have nothing to do with IVF right now, but I just love listening to you guys. It gave me a brand new understanding of how complex and deep people's relationship toward infertility and conception can be. 24, and I'm in a committed long-term relationship. I wonder if people write these emails, right, and think to themselves, really hope Dory reads this one. Don't want Matt to read it. I wonder if that's a thing. Maybe they think, I really want Matt to read this. Or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people write and they're like, oh... I mean, people could say, Dory, please read this. Oh, okay. If they I like felt it. very strongly like it. If about it. If you feel strongly either way, please let Dory know. <laughs> I'm 24 and in a committed long-term relationship. I also want to have kids pretty soon, but I don't have the financial stability yet. Oh, and my boyfriend thinks we're kind of too young. I respect that, but it's hard for me as my mom had me at 37 and I don't want to literally skip a generation in my family and myself and have kids around 40. I know that life doesn't go according to plans, and that's hard to try planning for that type of stuff. When will I really be ready? Is that even a thing? When will I be old, rich, or mature enough? <laughs> Great question so far. Uh, especially for us women, when we have a career, aspirations to deal with, wanting kids and in the same time, wanting to have a career seem can seem impossible. I feel like most women have to choose between one or the other, and it's sad. Right now, I see this seems like a Dory. Go on. <laughs> I mean, Dory voiced email. Okay. She said us, and I'm like, oh, this is not me. Anyway, um, right now, I'm, a foca- I'm focused on my career as an aspiring director slash screenwriter and feel like you can't really do that and have kids at least in the early years she's not wrong uh i've seen a lot of people my age becoming parents and it's not an option for me with my job my boyfriend works in film production too we are all traveling all the time don't have much money and more importantly have zero idea on what tomorrow holds In my family, everyone waits ages to make babies, so I feel like it would be even weirder for me to just skip the formalities and procreate as a massive surprise. (laughs) That is not a great idea. I've seen a lot of discussions around the topic happening recently, especially with female directors on juggling between directing and motherhood. I don't know what to think. How do you feel about this? Like, did you always know your career was the most important thing, or not at all? Really? Love the pod and being a part of the conversation. I discovered with uh, I discovered it with your interview on Cup of Joe and have been listening ever since. It's a great tool for me as I'm trying to work on my English on a daily basis. I'm French. Great your job. English is very good. You've written this email better than some people. <laughs> it could have been no. It's no one. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Um, the only problem is now that I'm just a pro in IVF fertility conception vocabulary. <laughs> And I have zero opportunity to use it. Damn it. <laughs> I may have to start listening. I may have started listening to the wrong podcast. No, you didn't. Oh, and Dory, congrats on the slow close movement. 
It's an amazing initiative. Thank you. Well, she wanted you to read this. She doesn't want me booming, baritoning through this. Oh, thank you for everything. And I'm sending you so many good vibes. I hope my question wasn't rude. Oh, by the way, when will this email stop? Seriously. I live in Corsica. <laughs> That's what I she said. I live in the Mediterranean. <laughs> if you need vacations away from shitty stuff, you should come here. Ciao. <laughs> Marie. Oh, here. I'm going to try this. She's French. She lives in Corsica. Marie Lea Regal. Re- no, I was going to Spanish that. Regal. Regal. No, Re- no that, that's Italian. Regal. I'm Italian. Regal. It. You don't pronounce the E-S. Right. It's Regal. Boy, Marie, we're really just futzing about. Dory, <laughs> let's talk about it. Yeah. Career children, go. I mean... When I was 24, I had no interest in having children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that just wasn't like, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a choice I felt like I had to make at that point. Yeah. I personally do think, given everything you said, that you, it's, it's too soon to have kids for you. Yeah. That's my opinion. Well... It's a tough industry. It's a really tough industry. You're still pretty young. Your boyfriend doesn't want to have kids yet. So, like, you're already kind of fighting that. Um, Meanwhile, I'm looking at Corsica. Hello. Yeah, no, Corsica is very nice. Um, And I I think you should... should let your career happen a little bit more just because you're 24 and you're not having a kid right away. doesn't mean that you're going to have a kid at 40. True. Although the years do go by fast. Cautionary tale. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's really hard to juggle children and a career. And like one good thing about waiting is that you do get to establish your career. You have a little bit more autonomy when you do end up having kids and you probably will have more money. And it's not, if you really are serious about your career, you'll be less tempted to not have, not continue your career. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like if you have a kid before your career really gets off the ground, it's really easy to just be like, meh, I'm not going to go back to this like kind of shitty job that I have. that doesn't pay me that much. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, if you've gotten somewhere far in your career, then, you know, it's, look, and obviously your mileage may vary with all of this. I'm not making, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is true for everyone. Um, That has just been my anecdotal, that is my anecdata, as I believe someone said last year. Yeah, I thought that was a great I mean, last week. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And I say that because you said very clearly that you are thinking, you know, you think very seriously about your career and this is something that you're, you're worried about. Um, so, you know, I, I think obviously like 
it's hard now for me at 40 to, we're struggling to have a kid, but I also know that once we do, like I'm in a better place financially, mentally, relationship wise than I was 10 years ago, even. So I don't know. That's my, my, those are my thoughts. What? Just think about me having a kid 10 years ago. Ugh. (laughs) Imagine, well, like, okay, that's a good example. Imagine if you had somehow like had a kid when you still lived in Boston, you wouldn't have left Boston. No. You never would have moved to LA because you would have wanted, you know, you would have had to stay with your kid. I would have resented my child for the dreams that they took away from me. Right. So I just think if you have the choice, it's something worth thinking about. And wow, what? Corsica really looks amazing. Uh, it's been part of France since 1768, but retains a distinct Italian culture. That's what maybe that's why I was Italian. That's again. what Google says. Uh, we have one more email. It's from Rachel. Okay. Okay. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. Hi, Matt Dory and Bo. I've been a listener of the podcast since the spring and binged on all of your episodes over the summer and got caught up. I'm one of those listeners who's not going through IVF, but I love podcasts and I'm a medical student interested in the field of endocrinology. So I really enjoy listening to this podcast. I wanted to shoot you an email and ask you some questions about Tinder. I thought I would never join Tinder after hearing some bad stories about it. However, after learning that some friends are in happy relationships with significant others they met on Tinder... And also that you two matched on the app, too. I thought I'd give it a try. Do you have any tips for being on Tinder? What's a good way to start a conversation? How important is your Tinder bio? Also, currently at med school in the UK. I'm from Bermuda. So when you talked about Bermuda being Zika-free travel destination many episodes, it made me very excited. Uh, Not sure if you mentioned this on the pod, but the BuzzFeed actually did an article back in July about how popular baby mooning is. Would definitely recommend the beautiful island to any eggheads, especially those on the East Coast. We're only a two-hour flight from both New York and Boston. Hope all is well and good luck with the next stage of your IVF journey. Say hi to Bo for me. All right, Rachel. Let's talk about Tinder. All right. I mean... What I be honest in your profile, yes, Rachel. Be, are you looking for start for a relationship? Yeah, let people know. Let people know. Because guess what? You're you might not match with as many people, but you're, the people you're going to match with are also going to want to be in relationships. Yep. I think I think I said in my profile that I was I was like that I. I think you said DTF, <laughs> uh, fun and hangs with an N and an apostrophe. Netflix and chill. <laughs> no, you didn't say that. Um, no, you I said thi- fun and hangs. Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> I think I said you're better. Mine. It was weird. I think I said uh, at some point I had in my in my Tinder profile like like not not looking for hookups hookups or anything. Like I forget exactly how I phrased it. Yeah, but. I did find that the quality of the people reaching out to me, like matching with me was significantly much higher. higher. Um, and I, and I also swiped right on guys who clearly weren't just there to thug. Yeah. So I was like, Matt, um, I, oh my God. <laughs> no, I think you be honest in your profile. Um, be a little bit amusing. Yeah. If you're amusing. I mean, you seem to be like, you seem like a lot of fun. You seem like a smart human being who enjoys mm-hmm. a good mm-hmm. laugh. You have a great taste in podcasts. 
and a good taste in vacationing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think honesty on Tinder, I feel like, is the best policy. How do you start a conversation? Well, there's so many rules, quote unquote. <laughs> you message the guy first or don't message the guy first. I believe the rule for ladies is don't message first. You'll look desperate. Is that correct? Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. exactly. I let you message me first. She did. She played hard to get. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I was on it for a day. I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I literally was on it. I met you on Sunday. We matched. I was at 7-Eleven when I messaged you. No, when I got your reply message. 7-Eleven mm-hmm. on 3rd Street. Favorite hang of mine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then... I just finished working out with uh, my ex. Oh. Who's a trainer? She was training, yeah. She was training me at the park. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And then I was like, we texted for a while, and then I suggested that we talk on the phone. And then she's like, meet my sister. And I was like, what? It's crazy. <laughs> we just went on one date. You're crazy. Anyway. But you kind of liked it. Um, so we did go on three dates in a week and then go to New York together. The week later. Yeah. <laughs> so when you know, you know. Um, but yes, be honest. Tell someone you're looking for a relationship. If you're looking for a relationship, add that you're in medical school. Because I got to say, that is a thumbs up for me. Um Anything else to add? No. Have fun pictures of yourself. Yeah, have a have a nice range of pictures. Have a casual ha 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 with friends, but also more pictures of solo you because you you know you some people say know. some people say not to post pictures with friends. I know a lot of people do, but I think like your fifth picture as you're swiping yeah. through your fifth picture. Once we're like, oh, ooh, ah, oh, there she's having a good time. That's how that would go, Rachel. Please get on Tinder and let us know how it goes. Yep. Don't talk to weirdos. Let them message you and then reply like a normal human being. Yep. Yep. And then if they make a joke back, as long as it's in good taste, it's okay to laugh. Yeah. Just spark it. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's our last email, which means it's time to talk to our Patreon donors who are better than you guys uh, because they're supporting the podcast through Patreon. Uh, you can do so too. Our December donors uh, who are at the uh, $5 and above level get one podcast extra. It's a 30-minute podcast at least. And uh, those we, really, at, we really get real on that. Yeah. Those at uh, $10 and above get uh, two. two podcasts. And, and if you're only donating a dollar, we, we, read your name. we still reread your name. A uh, lot of lot of fun on there for us all, and also message us if you're on Patreon and you're a supporter and you want to say something to us. Message, message us; we see those. Yep. And if you have other suggestions for us, like if you have questions for the um, for the bonus episodes or just other things, just message us. If you're DTF, message us. <laughs> uh, our December donors: Ryan Solo, thank you. Paul Baker, Brian Gusky, Tyler Rosewood, Jake Martin. Jessica Zimberman, Zimbleman, 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 Jessica, I'm sorry, I fucked your name up, Dana Larrick, Sarah Lauer, Shauna Mandel, Casey Joe, Lauren, 
Bertha Crowley. And that is it. Those people are all better than you are because they donated. Just and that, that does everybody. it for our December donors. We, we read everyone else's names on the oh, last couple shit. of weeks. If we missed you for some reason, let us know. But I think I got everyone. I want you to know that I somehow replied that I'm attending my own party. Oh, I think I know what happened. What happened? I forwarded it to Anthony. My reminder. Oh. I forwarded that to him and he clicked through. Interesting. I'm assuming. Okay. (laughs) Otherwise, it's weird. Maybe my eternal me is coming. Anyway, oh, guys. Thanks, everyone. Merry Hanukkah and uh, happy Kwanzaa. Yes, talk to you in 2018. Toodles. Unless you're a patron listener, then we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.